Tonight's narrative is made possible by viewers like you and Hover.com, an easy way to find and register a domain name. Use promo code REACH to get 10% off. Let's talk a little bit more about Twitter because I'm having a bit of an existential crisis around this <laughs> because everyone's joining this Twitter blue thing. And if you join Twitter, I'm already a Twitter blue member. I pay my four bucks a month, which is a lot of money considering what they're just letting me do is edit some video and um, edit my tweets, but whatever. Now they wanted to charge me $8 to get this tick next to my name, which is, would be great, but I've got a challenge because people who have ticks next to their name show up more in the algorithm. And in fact, in the new Elon Gate version of Twitter, uh, he's going to lean into that even more. So if you don't have one of those ticks next to your name, if you're not a Twitter blue member, or you're not verified in other ways, you're going to be relegated to some junk feed, basically, like the spam inbox of your email. So it seems to me that it, it just is a bit of a no-brainer for someone who is working towards getting more, more attention. On the other hand, it just annoys me that I have to pay Elon Musk $4 a month to get attention on a platform that I've been using for a long time and had he not spent $55 billion or whatever it was that he spent to buy this company, none of us would have to go through this at all. So it's like an extortion scheme is really what Elon Musk is doing there at Twitter. And it's frustrating because I'm not sure which, how to solve that. Any ideas? First off, a couple of points. One, yeah. you're also paying the Saudis that eight bucks. So that's fine. Paying uh, them back because <laughs> we already loaned the money from them. Yeah. If you pay your eight bucks, that's where it's going. Yeah. They're investors, so they get to make some cash off. Holding up the Tesla price, that's a good thing. Well, someone has to. They need, I guess they need the help. But I'm not as, I'm not as concerned about individuals. I'm concerned about with this, ver this verification thing. Think mm. of the chaos that that can cause. You can go and make an FBI tip line account with a blue check next to it. Mm. Have open DMs. Please give us crime tips. And they'll go, go warn the people that are being tipped off about. Mm. But what about somebody who's got, wants to do a fake suicide hotline with a blue check right. and convince people to, to hurt themselves? That's the chaos that this plan is really putting in. Uh, Biden had some interesting comments about Elon Musk. Uh, did you hear yesterday in the press conference? I didn't. Yeah, he says he does believe actually that Elon Musk should be investigated. And he didn't use the word spy. He used some kind of interoperability with other nations, I think is the expression <laughs> he used. <laughs> Which is like, it's such a good term. I was like, well done, well done. That's really well played. Sleepy with grandpa ice cream is, he's That's a killer so when he wants to drop a little comment. Let have you know ever, what's going on. Yeah. Have you ever heard a sitting president of the United States say that about one of the biggest moguls in a country? I've never, I don't think I've ever heard that. I mean, I, I never heard Harry Truman say, you know what? Maybe Henry Ford should go hang out with his Nazi buddies. And yeah, never heard that, right? Jump in a lake. I don't remember him saying that. No, but here's a president who's willing to call out Elon Musk, one of the richest people in the world, if not the richest person in the world, and has no problem doing that in the middle of a press conference. That is presidential. That there is a now, leader. Now that you mention it, I think that we have a lot of television and these things are very quick. Yeah. I think it's, it's been very rare, but I guarantee you, Teddy Roosevelt said to reporters live, the Rockefellers can go fuck themselves. I'm sure he did. He had them. He was <laughs> like, tell me melons to, to eat my ass. I'm sure he did. He, I mean, he was, he was only in there one term. He was an yeah. extraordinary Frank yeah. man. One real quick anecdote. Yeah. Do you know how press conferences went under, under Teddy Roosevelt? No, I didn't actually. He walked out the front door of the White House. And he went on a morning jog in Rock Creek Park at a full sprint every morning. And as a reporter, if you wanted a quote from him, you had to go with him on his run. 
and be able to keep your breath enough to be able to keep up with him, ask a question. If you could keep up with him, he'd answer your question. Do you want to hear a really that funny story? And this is the reason Mayor Bill de Blasio, formerly of New York, is not a big fan of mine. I was running the WPIX morning show, the local news morning show at on local TV for a few years, as he, and he was elected mayor. And I was like, well, oh, it's an interesting decision. But of course, one of his decisions was he was going to stay and live as one of the common people in Brooklyn. And because he's an ordinary guy, he's not in it for the grift. He's just the Mr. Ordinary. I was like, well, that's great. We know where he is every morning. He's at his home. We can get to him. He's not lit by the walls of what's the, what's the Gracie was, mansion, right? Gracie mansion. Yeah. So the first snowstorm comes and he decides to keep the schools open for some reason. Like first major horrendous snowstorm in New York that it just doesn't make any sense to keep these things open because you just can clean up the streets so much quicker. And he doesn't make the right decision. He forces everyone to go to schools. No one wants to actually go to schools. It just creates a mess. So. On that morning, I sent our reporter as a bit of an unusual thing to like, hey, why don't you just go to the mayor's house and get some quotes from him? Because it's ridiculous. Look at this mess out there. She was great. I got to say, amazing top-notch reporter who literally, he was on his morning run and she chased him around the entire place just to get a comment. And she got a comment and we made lots of news and it was accurate because he had to change his mind and apologize the next day. Um, it was also the first big thing that he had to deal with and was he never recovered polling wise after that but it just reminded me of what you were saying there about that people it's we got in a lot of trouble with these press people who was like how can you do that i was like what do you mean how can i do that that's what reporters do we're meant to go and stand outside where we think you're going to be and ask you questions it's not meant to be an organized event all the time when you tell us it's okay to come and ask you questions we're meant to be knocking on your door. And, and if you're comporting yourself in such a manner that you don't need a three hour meeting to decide what you're going to say, that probably indicates that you, what you're saying is less of a lie, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's a more honest reaction, which in his case was pretty devastating for him because he didn't have an understanding of what it was like for everybody else who had to manage a life where they had their kids at home for the day and or not at home or whatever the situation is weren't getting their school lunches or work you can't just do that on an immediate knee-jerk basis they see did that but anyhow we haven't spoken yet about the national guard and missouri the, the, brand, the brand new newfangled national guard yeah tell us more what was that about amendment five was on the ballot on tuesday which would alter the missouri constitution and place the missouri national guard instead of under the Department of Public Safety, created a new Department of the National Guard that's directly under the governor for the purposes, not just of emergency and protection of life and limb, but to protect the constitutional rights of Missouri citizens, both under the US and Missouri constitutions. Now, this is crazy because this is the only National Guard in America now that has given itself the mandate of protecting constitutional rights, but it is not articulated anywhere who makes the determination that a constitutional right has been violated. Mm. Normally, that is decided by courts of law. I've done the research. There are at least, there's at least one state that has something that isn't present in, for example, a Vermont or New Hampshire's constitution on the National Guard, which is like a bunch of other states is like, we have a National Guard. The governor was the commander in chief run by the adjutant general. And in case there's destruction, alien invasion, or all the trees fall over at once, that's when we send them out. Yeah. Otherwise we wouldn't. Texas has one that the National Guard can assist with process service, which was really interesting. And I thought, ah, yes, 
southern states where they've had to call out the National Guard to enforce judicial orders, such as integration of schools. If you recall, when we wanted to start sending black children to school with books and stuff, there were a whole bunch of people that didn't like it. Some of them were Ku Klux Klan who came armed. Others were law enforcement officers who came armed. How do you counter that? Well, they called out the National Guard. So the Texas Constitution says process service, but that process service means a judge has ordered something, possibly Supreme Court, possibly the state Supreme Court. And if you're going to mandate what that judge said, that needs the executive branch. And that'll be either the U.S. Marshals on the federal level, sometimes the sheriff on the local level, and in some places, the National Guard, in case there's a lot of violent resistance or potential for violent resistance. But there ain't no other state that I've found where the governor directs this military force to protect constitutional rights. Mm. Now, if it's that easy, that's fun because we were talking about the 13th Amendment. That was getting broken at the Agape School and Circle of Hope Ranch and all that. So, hey, if we can liberate all the people that are enslaved, if, the, if we can dispatch the National Guard to shut down Agape School tomorrow morning, thanks, Mike. Get on it. That sounds mm. great. I am wondering what the mechanism is to say that one has been triggered. There are a lot of constitutional amendments that are violated. Due process, if anyone intersects with the courts around here, you'll find that your fifth and 14th amendment rights to due process have some issues. The police sometimes come in your house without a warrant. That's fourth amendment. So there's constitutional stuff to clean up around here. I heard they were thinking of like giving fetuses constitutional rights and mm. we you know there's the second amendment what they like. So are they just hoping to deploy the National Guard against the ATF investigating domestic terrorism? Gosh, what would be the purpose of that? It could be. That's what they're trying to do. Who knows what they'll enforce with the National Guard? Is it, could it go to the level of abortion? Could it go to the level of gay rights? If those are stripped by the Supreme Court, are you then going to have no protections for, for gay right people? Back, equal protection yeah. of the law, that's yeah. Amendment 14. Yeah. So can they go and enforce those things? If you know it's illegal now to be gay or whatever it is they want to determine, they're going to be able to go and round up gay people? Is that what's going to happen? Hi there, it's Zev from Narrative. Have you ever had a great business idea, but just didn't know where to start? Well, one of the first steps to building a new business is a domain name by Hover. That's because it's more important than ever to have an online presence and your domain name by Hover is your first step in building your online brand. Hover.com makes it quick and easy to find the perfect domain name for your business with over 400 available extensions. And with their connect feature, you can easily connect your Hover domain name to many popular website builders with just a few clicks. Plus, Hover offers free who is privacy, that's free who is privacy, that protects your personal information from being released online. Don't let the complicated search, signup and connection process of other domain providers stop you from starting your online brand today. Hover makes it easy to get started, so what are you waiting for? Find your perfect domain name at hover.com forward slash reach. Plus, Narrative Live viewers get 10% off right now. If you use the promo code REACH, that's R-E-A-C-H, or go to hover.com forward slash reach. That could be accomplished in the Missouri Constitution yeah. 
pretty easy. I know they just put the National Guard under some weird pseudo constitutional mission. And everyone's like, ah, okay. Then it won by like 64 to 38 or whatever. And you might say, hey, um, it's just Missouri. But the reality of it is that what they do is they test these in different markets, right? They test them in one assembly. And then if it works, they move them around to all the others soon afterwards. It's an issue. It shouldn't be glazed over at all. This is a very significant issue. And it sets up where if they were more successful as a party, it'd be riskier. But it does seem like the MAGA train might be coming to a bit of a halt here. But on the other hand. I a halt here. And I yeah, live here. So. It is not at a halt, eh? No. And some other things are going on there. Like there's a line item in the budget to purchase firearms outside of the traditional budgets. By the way, Sam, do you know who actually like provides the budget and runs the National Guard? Pentagon, I would think. The Pentagon. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So this is the governors are the local grand poobahs. But they're usually going to respond to a national emergency that is being yeah. described to them by DHS and DOD. And so I'm wondering how the Joint Chiefs of Staff feel about the new constitutional mission of the Missouri National Guard, since they put up all... Because they could not the fund cash. it. They don't have to fund it, right? Well, generally, in the sense that, like, for example, a non-insane state like Vermont has a first-rate Air National Guard where it has a wing of... F-35 stealth fighters, but those F-35s are multi-million dollars a piece. There's not a lot of line item budgets in the Missouri budget for the F-35A, which I think 65 million a piece plus, I forget. Wow. They're a lot. They're wow. very handy too. But I just worrying that the Missouri's still in, in the sort of grips of this kind of crazy town. There's a lot of the country is. I, I so, so shocked that Schmidt got elected as the senator. It just boggles my mind. Yeah. Wait, but how much did he win? How many, what was his electoral margin? I didn't there? catch the final amount. I mean, he probably got somewhere around 1.2, 1.3 million votes. I mean, won by an over 10% margin. I guess matches the public polling on the thing, but uh, we'll see. He's got a lot of facts from his last couple jobs that may trail him around. He may have to explain at some point why he was trying so hard to get a daily cargo flight from St. Louis to Beijing right. 10 years ago. We should actually bring that into the conversation here. The people who really got a message from the American people last night are Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin. They absolutely heard very loudly and clearly that the American people are not really interested in what they're offering and that they should take their corruption and shove it. Because the reality of it is they were counting on this being something much bigger and better, and that would have helped them a lot. It would have helped Vladimir Putin in his war against Ukraine. It would have given Xi's baby possibilities, exercises, his, his, what he believes his rights are in Taiwan. But when you have a functioning democracy like America, where people actually get to state how they feel, you have a much greater moral authority than just a dictator sitting in Beijing. So sure, that's a very powerful country China has, and Xi can order up an attack on all sorts of places if he wants to, and so can Vladimir Putin. But when you don't have the support of the people, it's just not worth that much. When you're a country like America and you have the support of the people, they've clearly stated that they are reaffirmed their commitments to the founding father's vision of America, which is a democracy, then they're able to exerts so much more power just because it comes from the people. If you're actually going to go to war, and they've studied this, people, like you look at the Ukraine versus Russia, the people of Ukraine want to keep democracy. They want to keep that as their primary system of rule. And they are doing an incredible job competing against a much bigger country with much bigger weapons. They're doing it because they really have the moral authority in that war. And the 
Russians do not. And that's why the Russian soldiers keep going in there and basically giving up every time they cross the border. And I think that is a critical message to the big democracy versus dictator conversation or war or whatever it is you want to call it that we've been having around the world for the last four years. The people are speaking. They've begun to understand what the issues are. And I think we'll see it again in 24. And there'll just be a growing understanding now that what has been happening in America has been a real attack on our system of rule an international one, and it's unacceptable to the American people, and they're going to keep speaking their voice in, in this regard. Absolutely. And I think if, if there's any bright spot to the intensity of some of the awfulness in the last few years is you see that democracy is a full contact sport, and it's one that never ends. And the 2024 election started today, and we need to hit it hard today. We need to locate more talented candidates. We need to take the ones that performed well in this last round, but who didn't get elected. And we need to get them the resources so they can get elected next time. Or we just keep punching holes in it. Whatever. The reason some of these foreign-funded, despotic-minded folks got as far as they did is because we assumed that our elites were going to just make it so that everything worked out. And they made it so it worked out for them. But this wouldn't have surprised Thomas Jefferson one whit, not Alexander mm -hmm. Hamilton one whit. These guys were like, yeah, of course you have to keep your eye on the ball. There's always someone that wants to eat your sandwich. There's always yeah. somebody that wants, wants you to work for them for free and wants you to not have rights to be heard in a tribunal, wants to push you around, that wants a strong men with weapons or not to beat you up if you say otherwise. They want you to shut up if you're saying something uncomfortable. That's the beauty of the Bill of Rights. When you read the first 10 particularly, it was born from the real complaints that the colonists had about how the crown was treating them. It's like, we're going to, oh, you guys get representation. We're going to have a meeting on it. When are you having a meeting, dude? In three hours from now, halfway across Massachusetts, they would hold tribunals and public events in strange and distant places. That's in the Declaration of Independence. And you get rules for due process out of that. We had people beating up on us. It's like, we all forget about Amendment 3, that you can't have soldiers come quarter in your home. You can't have big, strong dudes from out of town come in, knock your door in, eat your breakfast cereal, and sleep in your kids' beds. Can't do it. Those were real things that happened to the colonists here, and they enshrined that system here because they're like, look, if you don't take care of your republic, these guys will be back. Somebody will find people who are hungry, who, who would love to, to work, have somebody rich do something for them, and they will do my bidding, and they will strip you of your rights. And the founders of this country knew the bad guys would be back. Thank you for so. reminding us of that and doing it so well. What a profound way to, to, to wrap up the show, because I think that it's ironic that the descendants of the people who overthrew the crown I've forgotten a lot of the reasons they did that. I'm just going to leave it there. I can't beat that for a second. I won't even try. Eric, I'm so happy that we're at this point because I feel like for me personally, we've been climbing up a hill for a long period of time here and we got over the top and it looks pretty good from where I'm standing. I think the reality of it is it would be nice to fix some of these anomalies in our system. It would be nice to get rid of a lot of the propaganda. It would be nice for us to be a little bit more concerned about the stuff that's coming in from the outside. I like the First Amendment, but on the other hand, I don't think every single nation needs to be able to have a 24-hour TV news channel pouring in propaganda into people's homes. Where I leave it tonight is take advantage of how much progress has been made, high-five the people that, you know, that helped, and uh, take the night off, 
watch some good comedies. I recommend the Pentaveret on Netflix about a benevolent secret society that runs the world. It is hilarious. <laughs> Mike Myers stuff. Mike uh, Myers. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, I wonder where he was. It, okay. It's really good. <laughs> okay. Uh, but take the night off and tomorrow get back out there and uh, keep this Republic. It's up to you. No one's going to do it except for you. And if there's nobody good to help you run. Let's leave it there. Thank you very much for being here tonight on Narrative. Every minute of Narrative's reporting, every story that we break is made possible by our patrons. You too can become a patron by joining at patreon.com forward slash narrative. Narrative, where truth lives. One day you'll tell the story of autocrats, crooks, and kings who came for our freedom. A story of citizens who stood up to tyranny and won. The people prevailed and renewed an old vow to a more perfect union. And that was just the beginning. The story continues. Narrative. Where truth lives.